I don't want to add like too much on, but <laughs> you just like opened up a can of worms know, in know. my brain. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know why we sign a guy like Alfaro, um, if not to play him in these exact moments. This is the reason why you go out and get that guy. We're a professional club. We can't have things like that. Mm -hmm. That that gives me, you know, Reina, evil coach, the soccer dad <laughs> vibes like. Episode, uh, it is episode 94. Episode 94, um, coming off of, um. Boring game. Maybe, maybe one of the most boring games we've seen in a long time. Um, definitely, you know, we put probably 20 minutes of referee talk into the last episode can't um, do it again <laughs> i would say just copy like go and watch those 20 minutes right before going ahead and listening to this episode um because we're, we're not going to do it again um i mean but, if we if we we could do it every week if we want to and yeah, just kind of leave it, it, it what, what we'll say about the pen really um you know we're tired of losing points to something like that obviously we came out flat Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing we can say about that. It was one of the, um, one of those games that you see NYCFC have, um, where they go away, um, and have one of those flat performances where you see really nothing good happening. Um, very lethargic, slow play. Um, so that, that I can, we can accept. It, I think it deserved to be a draw. I don't, I don't believe Houston did anything to separate themselves they didn't do anything special um they really had no good players they mm -hmm. really did nothing well um same with us we were we were two flat teams in a nil nil draw where the referee decided that he was going to um change the outcome of the game ultimately i don't know you know maybe that was his attempt of sparking more from both teams um but look it's a sport at the end of the day and not entertainment mm -hmm. so we can't we can't be doing that um soft pen herrera doesn't even really even motion asking yeah. for it or you know freaking out or the team around him wasn't freaking out nope um he may have been asking for it a little bit once play had stopped because he realized what was happening um you know smart heads up play by him to to then start to argue it but ultimately not a not a pen for me not a pen for most people um, I think they're trying to sweep it under the rug, really, by not even covering it on yeah, on the instant replay not shows. Not an instant replay is crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, what do you think of, of our ability? Like, this ability for this team, you know, refs aside, to really go away and have these flat performances. Is it the coach? Is it the players? Is it us as a club? Um, you know, is it really the small pitch that we can't live without? <laughs> well, I think you, I think you hit it on the head. You said uh, we obviously had points stolen from us, but we obviously only had one point stolen from us. There's no way that three points were stolen from us. Uh, I, I don't feel like we went out there um, wanting to win. I mean, and I guess the way that that could start is even with the lineup that we saw. Um, obviously, you know, 2020 vision. Uh, when you're looking back on the past. But I think even in our last episode, we were excited about the international break because it would give us an opportunity to see um, some of the players in important positions that they haven't been in yet or if they haven't even played yet. Um, and I'm obviously alluding to Tony Alfaro. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why we sign a guy like Alfaro 
um, if not to play him in these identical, like these exact moments. This is the reason why you go out and get that guy. Um, and instead, what we do is we displace Sands, which at this point everybody knows is vital to our midfield. I mean, right. if if we're dropping points to Houston, Sands is vital to our midfield, and he's shown that over the first uh, you know four, three or four games that he's been with us. Um, so to displace Sands in that way, uh, it it messes with the chemistry of the entire team. I mean, I, I don't think it's it's a recipe for success. And then obviously, you know, we're, we're still going to have our issues um, with no true striker, uh, all the things going on. You know, I, I thought Matty, who has looked good, um, I, I don't know how he ended up going the full 90 minutes because, you know, I'm obviously the, the top Matty guy, but he was like sucking wind and it was like coming out of halftime. And I, I could tell that, you know, obviously the, the fitness or whatever it was wasn't there. Um, and I just would have liked to see a better reaction to once the pen went in because we had been flat at that point for two thirds of the game. Uh, and now you're, you're being put on the back foot and I would like to see some kind of reaction with subs immediately bringing in some guys with energy, whether that's Jason or if it's Tiago who scored, you know, the dagger goal in the week prior. Um, I think there were opportunities to potentially make more of it. Um, so I guess it's just kind of like upsetting that we didn't. Yeah, no, I, well, that's where you're missing the guys like Chanel, you know, that mm-hmm. true, that true leader on the field that you know, it's going to whip the guys into shape, yep. um, at least inspire effort, if not um, a result. You know, um, Cheneau was missed greatly, and you're right. Putting Sands there, I think, was one of the biggest mistakes off of Rip. Just um, having Sands not in the midfield and not at least seeing what Alfaro can do, um, to me, was a big L. I think that's, that's a big L. If we're going to go away – Losing three points, um, does it matter if we do it with San, with a better player in center back? I, I don't think so. I don't think we concede more or less goals with Alfaro in, in that position. So when um, do we see him, though? Like, I don't understand. That's the thing. I is, don't understand. What? You know, why is he there? If he, if, is he really just there as break glass emergency like Malt is? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. You don't. I, that's what's weird. Um, so, yeah, not seeing that, I think – we all wanted to see Ledesma or some type of change earlier from an attacking standpoint because mm-hmm. it was so stale. Um, it just wasn't working, um, which was which was really unfortunate because, like I, like we had said last week, you know when Santi's playing well, we need to give him his flowers. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't. I didn't expect that big of a switch week to week. Personally. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, it was... It was night and day. One game off for his first game. Two yeah. games on, on. Like, you know, yeah. playoff Santi on, and then disappeared. Like, yeah. It was, it's it was as if weird. I mean, I don't know if it was, you know, uh, there were changes. I understand there's players missing. Um, but at the end of the day, you're responsible for yourself. As a DP, you are responsible for putting in a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to compound on that, you have him kind of reverting back to I mean maybe it, it still is his current ways because you know we haven't seen anything different necessarily yet but getting the yellow card for dissension after the the right. ref goes to the board um and comes back and calls it a pen and I don't you know you, while arguing a good point mm-hmm. knowing when is enough and knowing when to not and the ref is telling you after re- when referees and stuff like that <laughs> yeah you know, it's just um it's something that we've celebrated in the past 
as like we love the chippiness but you also have to have a head that you mm-hmm. keep cool um because look you're the dp now it is different than last year when you can run up to referees and you're just another one of the 11 yeah you're a dp you're a leader whether you want to be or not people are looking up to you whether you like it or not um you have to keep your head cool i think he knows that deep inside but i think he, he you know he's got that dog in him when he plays so he you know that 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 tati feeling yeah and maybe um, you could you could think of it as you know we don't have the the guy that's been given the captain's armband but not necessarily announced as one um but i even that that line of thinking where they say you know we're making a conscious decision not to announce a captain you know Chanel will be the guy that holds the armband but we're operating from a uh, a group captaincy and, and then naming guys like Alfredo who obviously would have been on the field Tiago Martins who who got the captain armband and place Chanel was obviously on the field to be managing those situations to keep you know when you are the kind of the older guys um, that are holding the leadership roles to keep them accountable and to keep them um, from hurting themselves in terms of like getting a yellow card right yeah and that's where we need somebody like you said consistent mm-hmm. um, these these are type of situations that happen in little league teams where you have you know a a john and a james and they're both star players and you don't want to give james the captain's armband because you don't want to upset john Mm -hmm. we're a professional club we can't have things like that Mm -hmm. that that gives me you know um reina evil coach the soccer dad (laughs) vibes like dude it's not that deep you don't want to hurt feelings name your guy stick with it and and have some thick skin um we can't we can't go on without having a definite captain. Um, we need a coach that's gonna, like you said, make decisions in those tough times. Yes, the pen was was horrible, mm-hmm. unlucky, but we had no reaction to it. Yeah, um, and I think and I I don't think it would hurt anybody's. I don't think we have the locker room that is toxic or is gonna get hurt feelings if somebody like Chano is given captaincy like. He's he's a guy to get behind. I mean, he he has publicly stated obviously his love for the club um, has been here. I think only Keaton has a longer uh, tenure with NYCFC than him, but you know Maxime obviously has the age on him. Um, so I, I don't see anybody anybody creating issues if Chanel is given the armband. So I'm not sure why you don't. Um, but even even if you know he was the guy, he still wouldn't have been there. Um, I think we probably also missed Alenich who I, I don't think he would have gotten the start anyways if he was here, but he is that guy that can come on, whether it's at halftime or the 70th minute, and provide that youthful energy, uh, especially in building the attack. I mean, we've seen Alenich live and in person yeah. at this point, and like he's on the ball, he's he's making moves, he's creating situations to help uh, in the attack and, and having no issue defensively. So you kind of need a guy like that too to sub in when when a game is that flat and having him not there doesn't help at all yeah well speaking of that useful uh the youthful spark ledesma came in and looked like the only player on the pitch that could actually do anything mm-hmm. for either team really yeah. uh he was sprinting around uh playing balls in he was the guy who was being put on corners with a lot of talented people out there uh he he gives me a lot of hope going into next week if he's not starting, I I have a little less faith in Cushing's ability to make tough decisions. <laughs> that is a, that would be a I have to admit that would be a tough decision to make. You start it, him on the left I wing. I don't think it's a tough decision. 
it's it's not a tough decision in reality. It's a tough decision in the fact that Cushing likes his guys that he has right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he made that clear in the question that he answered for me, where I was asking if Keaton's going to be playing in an advanced role often, and he didn't want to displace guys. So clearly, that's a de- that's a tough decision for him. I don't. I wouldn't feel bad sitting at GP right now. Um, I wouldn't feel bad even sitting at Talas. Like mm-hmm. Talas could use a game off maybe to kind of humble himself a mm-hmm. little bit. So I don't think there's anybody in the attack that is unsittable. Yeah, Not no, a I would. Single one of them. I, I think after the last game. I mean, uh, aside from Santi, probably. I, I don't know how. You can't, even Santi. I just don't know how you, there's you do. No, there's not a single person in that. <laughs> you got to have some balls to sit Santi. Oh, for sure. But at the end of the day, you're sending a message to the rest of the team that I don't care how much I'm paying you. Mm-hmm. If you are not putting up a good product, you're not playing on this team, period. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if your name is Santi Tales. If you're meant to be the next Neymar, I don't care. Yeah. You're not putting up numbers. You're not contributing in a way that I want to. Then you're getting set. And Ledesma showed heart, passion, and an engine mm-hmm. more than anybody else on that attack. Yeah. So he deserves it. He should start. Uh, Sands should go back to his midfield role. And we should cook. Yeah, I mean, and I guess if you had to pick one guy, because obviously, you know, it, we can – all of the players can be sit, and you need to have the attitude that if somebody's not putting in uh, the performances that is needed consistently, that regardless of who they are, they should the manager should be able to sit them. But we obviously can't sit all of them at the same time, or else you know somebody like New England would would kill us. I mean, we wouldn't have a chance, especially against some of the DP quality players that they have, like uh, Boo and and Carl's Hill and all that. Um, so, I mean, in my case, I'll say GP would probably be my guy to drop from the lineup. I, I think we've seen enough We've seen enough from, like, Asante or uh, Atales. Like, you know, he scored that one goal. Um, but other than that, you know, you've kind of touted him as, as doing better as the weeks have gone. Matty, I think, has looked great aside from that one game. Um, but GP, to me, I think, has now strung along. Um, aside from that assist to Santi, which really it was on Santi to make that magic happen, um, he to me may be the guy that yeah you throw Ledesma in and you you put a fire under GP and it doesn't have to be for the whole yeah. game you know bring bring GP in at halftime then and be like you know make him use that emotion to well, to drive him. I would I would yeah I I back that, um, but I would be looking at GP on the bench all game. What is his attitude like? Mm-hmm. What is his attitude um, in the team talks? What is to his, find out, yeah. What is his attitude um, in warm-ups? What is his attitude while I'm asking him to get warmed up? Mm-hmm. Those type of things. And if, if it's not a good attitude, then he's not playing. Yeah. Uh, plain and simple. I think GP might be a guy that needs a player in front of him or a player who he's like, I'm better than him. Mm-hmm. Like that, He needs that fire. Uh, which was Santi before, and I, I, you know, maybe he does really need that. Yeah, I mean, I think at the moment we probably don't have somebody that is pushing GP uh, to prove that he's the guy over the other guy. I mean, in reality, right? We can sit here and say, you know, we'd love to see Tiago and we'd love to see uh, Jason 
Um, and, and even Ledesma, I think, you know, time is going to tell with Ledesma because he's, he's brand new and we've seen, you know, 20 minutes of the kid. Other than that, not much time at PSV. But if we were to make like a best 11 right now, GP is in that 11 and there's not really, you know, when players are at their best, obviously Houston, nobody looked great. But when, if players are playing at their best and we make a best 11, there's probably nobody that is even going to have a conversation uh, in being placed over GP. Um, so we, he needs somebody beneath him to light that fire. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I. He's just he's one of the players like like Tales and GP and all these guys that look really really good in training. Mm-hmm. That's the problem is is they're lighting it up in training, and then having stinkers like real stinkers in games. Yeah. And I don't know how to correct it. I don't know how like what what is going to fix that for us. Yeah. And GP. I mean, I think it'll probably uh, it'll probably just take time. You know, obviously this is uh, this is quite a reaction to to one game that is Houston. Um, but it was it was boring and it was annoying to to spend the time watching it um, with the product that was out there. I think uh, I f- I don't feel horrible or horrible about New England. I know it'll be most likely a tough game, but I feel like it's close enough to home that. It's it's not as tough as like an away travel to like a Texas, right? Like, they they could technically ride a bus to Ge- to Gillette. They're not going to do that, but like it right. is, it is somewhat within the realm. Um, you know, it's the same climate. You know, we're not over there playing eighty degrees in Houston. Um, so I, I hope it'll be an opportunity to get back on track against them. Like I said, they do have those DP quality players that we have to worry a lot about, um, and they're going to be riding the high off a big away win against DC United. Um, where I think they scored late to to win it. Um, at DC United, so you know if if you're getting points away from home, um, in in a fantastic fashion, obviously when you come back and play in front of your fans, um, you're gonna be fired up to keep it rolling. So I don't know. I don't, what what do you think? I guess what do you see happening Saturday against New England? Is it another? Is it gonna be another episode like this after or? You know, will we feel better? I don't know. I, I, I would love some energy coming into the next episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to want to be here. Um, so, I want us to go and, and, and snag a big win. I, I think we haven't really had a big win this season. No statement yet. No statement. No, you know, 3-2 was... It would. It, it was a could have been. Like, oh, that could have been such a good... The, half, the first half game. was a statement. Yeah. But... Um, I really want us to go in there and stop them. I want us to feel the energy of what our old team did in that stadium, which was, uh, you know, beat, beat the Revs, beat the number one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want that again. I want to be able to come in here after the game and be hype. Yeah. I want to say Ledesma had his bet, like a crazy game. I want to be able to say that Santi is a is back DP. He's back. Um, so I want to I want to say that we win by two goals. I'd love that. I would love. That. I don't know if it's gonna but happen. At this point, we're five games in. We have two wins, a loss, and two draws, mm-hmm. which is just average. Yeah, it just screams average at us. Um, and honestly, if had you asked me before this loss, I would have said that we're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, but that loss. Um, it just really was sour, and it, it does suck that part of it, it is out of our hands. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with the referee being a clown. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, it's our responsibility to to keep our team's destiny in our hands and take it out of the ref's hands. We, we let the ref affect the game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the silver lining, I guess, is you see uh, in Atlanta, which is, you know, obviously now going to be a powerhouse in the East um, with, with Almada. Yeah. Uh, just get killed by Columbus. I think it was like six to one. Um, and then you see Philly drop points to Miami, which is just hilarious to watch. Um, and then Charlotte and, and Red Bull kind of split the cake and each take a point home. You know, these are the big teams in the East that also dropped points. Um, so I think, you know, that's kind of the silver lining. I, you call it the silver lining. I call it that's the, that's what makes missed it hurt, opportunity. Hurt more. <laughs> yeah. Because we weren't, we weren't missing players like those teams. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Chano is a great player, but we've been talking about how Chano has been kind of stinking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we wanted to see something different. Yeah. And we were in, you know, that's really it. And what is like playing through the international breaks anyways? I think they said like over 90 players across the league were not present. I guess I just don't – I don't understand why you do that. I guess you have to fit in the match weeks at wherever you can with the League's Cup now, kind of taking a chunk out of the season. Um, but it's just – it's not ideal for the product on the field. It it really isn't. Yeah. Well, if you – I mean, imagine a Man City or Manchester United playing through right now. You know, you'd be genuinely talking about academy players playing. <laughs> Literally, um, yeah. And so – I don't know. Maybe I, I think it's good for MLS. Um, they want obviously to have eyeballs when there are, you know, eyeballs missing in, in Europe mm-hmm. or, or products missing in Europe. Um, so they're happy. They're more than happy to put out a, a B Tech um, product. But yeah, I think we should have capitalized on that. Um, it's sad that we didn't. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I am genuinely looking forward to the New England game. I think. Uh, Going into April, we need to start this this month off correctly. Uh, you know, kind of fix some of this, the mistakes that we've made. Stop looking so lethargic and really come out and, and win a, in a emphatic way. I was gonna say, yeah, establish to me, establish some consistency because uh, we can't have the up and downs. We I mean, we've been consistently mid. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, I think as a team overall, yeah, we've been mid. But, like, I, I think some of our players need to establish consistency, and that's, you know, kind of where I leave it. Like, Santi, we can't have we can't have superstar caliber games, and the next game it's, like, where, you know, he's MIA. Where is he? Um, and that goes for a lot of players on the team. So I think, you know, as we get deeper into the season, I'm sure, you know, that's obviously what comes with the job. You know, more games under your belt, um, in form, all that will help out. Um and I'm looking forward to the Revs too because I, you know, we obviously did not have a good time watching Houston. It was just no. I mean, and we kind of like it's our first game that we've watched together in a long time, and not not in a long time, but since like, like week three or two. Yeah, just because there's a couple weeks where this happened or I'm here or whatever. Yep. Like so, two weeks in a row we we weren't able to watch a game together, and we finally did. <laughs> and we watched that stinker. <laughs> I'm surprised just, we didn't catch you snoring, honestly. No, I know. That's one of those games where I do tap out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just tired of the product on the field. But, yeah. Um, I'll do it for 94, obviously. Yeah. Tell um, us in the comments, yeah, I mean, if you made it this far, let us know what you thought of that game and what your prediction is for next game. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. 
revs revs should be more fun at least we'll see goals if it's you know if we play like we played against houston it'll be revolution oh. goals who do you predict in goal in goal oh it's barraza i mean you think barraza i don't even I don't know i don't I, f- I have this weird feeling um oh, that man. despite barraza you know he he didn't have the greatest game uh you know i'll be the first to say it, it but he really didn't have a stinker mm-hmm. i was telling you this will be the last thing we talk about um but he made a pass with his left foot across field um, to the midfield of the right side. That's a pass that no keeper in our history could ever make. So that's crazy. Like, that's it's good to have. <laughs> yeah. However. The other it, pass. <laughs> a lot of the other passes were horrible. Yeah. So I don't know. And he did have a bit of a knock. The training videos look like he are, he is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Matt this week, um, just as a surprise, kind of that know, would surprise shaking me. up. That would surprise me. But I don't know. I think my 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 eggs are more in that basket this week. Not not that I want to see. I'm a Barraza dude, mm-hmm. but I just have this feeling that that we're gonna see the debut of Matt, um, and that he's gonna go sick of Florida. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna go crazy. Uh, so. I don't know. We'll see. But that's, that's it, my prediction. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to add like too much on, but <laughs> you just like opened up a can of worms know, in my brain. <laughs> um, it's something I meant to bring up earlier, and we were just kind of in uh, demon mode, like down <laughs> mode. So, um, I just think I think you called it out earlier that Cushing is not the kind of guy that likes to give up on his guys, and I think he, especially in picking Barraza from week one over Freese when. Really, I think it was up in the air that either of them could have been made the guy, and nobody in the fan base would have complained either way, um, especially after what we saw from Barraza. So I feel like that might be one of Cushing's guys. Um, yeah. One of, uh, and because of that, I I don't know. I think it'll take a little bit more than a few bad passes um, and and a, a wrongful penalty to ruin a clean sheet. Um, for him to lose his job I mean I was I was hoping myself during Houston that when he pulled or you know whatever it was when he when he tweaked the hammy or whatever that they would have taken him out just just to see just to be safe for one uh, you know if it if it was as bad as it seemed at first and then two yeah just to see Freeze give him 20 minutes of net you know we're already down one nil and you know not that we shouldn't be going for it but I feel like signs were pointing towards us we were not going to be able to do Dude, something. I'm a Barraza guy, but even I'm like, I just had the flashback <sighs> of the memory of, of uh, Matt warming up, and he just looked proper. Like, he looks like... Looks like a keeper. Like a keeper. That is uh, that is one thing about Barraza. Is... He doesn't... Yeah, no, it's not that he doesn't really look like a keeper. It's just, I think he may, with being new and having to establish himself, he kind of almost inspires confidence in the opponent. Mm-hmm. And I think a name like Matt has may do the opposite. Yeah. And kind of give pause to people. I only meant it as, you know, obviously Barraza looks like a keeper uh, very much in terms of shot stopping and all the things that he does. I just meant athleticism. He, he, uh, oh, like he looks like if I'm, if like he if, looks more like you than like a professional athlete. Is that my only, yeah, my only thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with his ability. It's simply his physique. He just, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just it's the camera. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if it's the camera or it's the lighting, the, distortion. the lighting <laughs> in every stadium that he's played in. Um, person, bro. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I'm not going to pretend to be in shape, but, um, that's the thing. Uh, it takes one to know one, um, in terms of being out of shape. So I just don't, he just, to me, doesn't look much like an athlete in that, with that, <laughs> with that body. Um, pause. So that'll do it for 94. <laughs> we don't need to elaborate too much further on, uh, on other men's bodies. Um, cause who are we to talk? <laughs> so 94, hopefully New England goes well. Hopefully not many revs goals and a lot of, uh, boys and blue goals. Cause otherwise we're going to be on here talking about bellies <laughs> again next week, which nobody wants. Um, so appreciate you for listening at Post90Pod everywhere. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.